everyone. Today we are going to discuss advice for not getting your feelings hurt. I know this sounds kind of silly, but if you are playing adult recreational tennis, then your feelings most likely have been hurt at some point. I really appreciate having both Aaron and Rachel here to discuss this. Both have played from levels 2.5 to 4.0 and both have captained a bunch of teams. So let's start with Aaron. Have you ever had your feelings hurt playing adult recreational tennis? And maybe what advice would you give to someone just starting out about getting your feelings hurt? Yes, I have. Actually, very early on, I was 2.5 and getting ready to start the first season that I would have ever signed up for USTA. And it was a summer league and I had some friends who had already been playing for a while and they had a pretty good, you know, kind of set roster with their teams in the past. But, um, I was taking my lessons and getting ready to start you start playing USTA matches. And one of them approached me and asked me if I wanted to be possibly be on one of their teams. And I was like, overjoyed, so excited, you know, to get to play with my friends. And I said, yes, of course. And she said, well, it's not totally set yet, but you know, we'll get back to you. They actually never did get back to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it wasn't like anyone called and said, I'm sorry, you didn't make the team. They just never really approached it again. And so when it came to forming rosters, I just found another captain um, and was able to be on her team. So I played a season, you know, without my friends, I got to meet new people and that sort of thing, which was good. But being left off that roster when someone had approached me was pretty hurtful. So I did what I do in a lot of situations in my life. I feel hurt and then I um, move on. And what I decided was I just like practiced all the time and took lots of lessons and tried to get really good. And I got better quickly so that I wouldn't be left off in the future. And I think by that next winter season, they had an open spot and I actually approached them again and said, I'd love to play with you guys. And they had a spot. And so I was on their team and I played with them for years, which was great, but it is hurtful. And I don't think they did it you know, they certainly didn't do it to hurt my feelings, but I know in the long run, they picked someone else that just had a lot more experience than I did. But, you know, that still kind of stings when you're friends with someone and don't get asked to be on their team. Rachel, have you ever had your feelings hurt or do you have any advice for someone that's just starting? Yes. And I'm glad that you're doing a podcast on this because I think it is very common in our world of adult tennis. So, yes, I have had my feelings hurt uh, quite a bit, actually. And I think it just comes, like I said, with competitive tennis and wanting to be a part of something that you yourself may feel like you're not good enough for. Especially, you know, beginning adult tennis players, there's a lot of insecurities. And quite frankly, when all this was going on, I felt like I was back in high school. I I mean, I really did. I'm going to be super honest with you. I really felt like I was back in high school again. Basically, when I started playing tennis, I was not the best tennis player in the world. I didn't consider myself to be very athletic. I was on a team with all beginners. We were all pretty much on the same level. But of course, some of us who have the natural athleticism won more of their matches than maybe I did. But as a whole, we were a really good team um, as 2-5 as we went to playoffs our first season. And when that happens and you have a team of people that have excelled a little bit further and some who have not, a decision has to be made by the captain. I was not the captain of this team uh, as to who's going to play in the final playoff match that will get you to the state tournament. And 
this particular year, I was not chosen to play in, in the playoff match. And I, my feelings were terribly hurt by that. And really, it wasn't justified. I was not the, the best choice, but it bothered me so much. I still remember that. It was so long ago, probably 10 years ago. But we ended up winning the playoff match. We went to the state tournament. We won, but I was not in that fight. I was not chosen to be in that final match. And again, my feelings were hurt. You know, looking back, it really wasn't justified, but I got over it once we won. So it was a lot of fun getting that trophy, being a, a, a true beginner in the tennis world. But um, nowadays, it doesn't happen too much. I have a lot more confidence in playing and I captain a lot now. So now I understand what my captain may have been going through that first year. I know what captains go through and trying to keep the peace among competitive and sometimes hormonal women. And uh, we tend to have to juggle high maintenance players, low maintenance players, prima donnas, strong personalities. And it's truly like putting a, a puzzle together. Some advice I'd give to people who are just starting out and do get their feelings hurt if they don't get chosen to, to play in a particular match or whatnot. Um, don't take it personally if your captain chooses not to play you and what you think is a quote unquote hard match or an important match. I mean, your captain's likely juggling availability and personalities of your team, personalities of the opposing team and everything else under the sun. My goal is to put a player in a match where they will succeed that does not always have to do with the player's ability. Uh, if, if I know we're playing a team that has interesting personalities on it, I may choose not to play one of my quote-unquote best players because of what they may have to deal with on the court because that will affect their ability to play well and win. People feel like their self-worth is wrapped up in a tennis match. That's why I've been loving doing this podcast to just really hope to drive home the point to beginner players that even though it feels really intense and crazy and fun and everything else that you have to keep it in perspective. You know, it's just a sport. You're playing as an adult. You're supposed to have fun. Fun, fun, fun is first and foremost. Since you both have captained a ton of teams, do you have any advice for other captains regarding strategies that seem to work or not work as far as players getting their feelings hurt? Rachel and I are probably more of the type of captains that think very hard about lineups and put them out. And we're not polling the entire team of who do you think you'd play well with? And what do you think about the team we're facing? That sort of thing. But I have heard and the stories that have sort of stuck with me from other teams and their uh, experiences have been the teams where they kind of take a poll of their whole team of who do you think should be in the lineup? And um, you know, that sort of thing. And what happens is if you poll your entire team, and then the captain doesn't take your idea, more pe people get their feelings hurt in that situation because then they, they don't feel like they were heard, even though they had a vote in the situation. So um, I think that's a really good way to actually hurt more people's feelings as a captain is to ask everyone's opinion. And everyone can say, I play well with this person, or maybe her and I don't play well, or you know, maybe it's a mixed situation or whatever it is. But I think it's better to just be a very kind and understanding captain and make a decision and kind of stick with it. And don't run your team as a democracy where everybody gets a vote because that, that just gets ugly, I think pretty quickly. And I've, I've seen that happen to multiple teams. So I, I agree with that completely. In fact, that made me remember when we were at States for that two, five year, we all went to dinner the night before our final match. And we sat there and wrote down names on pieces of paper 
to say who should be in the final match. And let me tell you something. When your name's not on that piece of paper, your feelings get hurt. So I do totally agree that it should not be a democracy. (laughs) Through the years when I've captained, I did, I used to tell people, privately email me and let me know who you play with best as a partner. And that never panned out. As a captain, you have to just sort of observe trial and error and figure out who meshes well on the court. Because, and then if it gets out that, you know, so-and-so said, well, I don't want to play with so-and-so, it yeah. does cause a lot of hurt. And I can guarantee that um, this, ha- this has nothing, nothing and everything to do with our local area. It is every adult tennis team out there from here to everywhere. The conversation that we're having right now on this podcast is happening in cities all over the world about who, no, puts true. Tennis, who to play <laughs> with who and whose feelings are going to get hurt. And, you know, sometimes it comes down to um, what courts they're on. Like, oh, you don't see me as a court one player yes. or, you don't, or you see me as a court three player. But the idea that's gone into it is who we're facing and who your partner is and their strengths and your, you know, there's, it's such a big puzzle. I know this isn't a captaining podcast, but this is definitely a, these are the things that could help if people knew what the backstories were that they could um, understand more why just to go out and have fun and play and, and hope that their captain has done what Rach and I do, which is put people in the best position for success. One other comment I wanted to say, that thing that's helped me too, is that I kind of feel that everyone feels like they are better at tennis than they are. And if we all just kind of realize that we're not, I mean, we're having a great time. We're out there playing, but played a junior last year. I think she was 13 or 14 um, that the pro had me play and she just wiped me off the court. It's just kind of an awakening. Like, yes, it's fun to get into this and and we are getting better and that's great. But n- none of us here are that great or we'd be at a much higher level, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why that's a- I, I never volunteered to play that junior because the same would have happened to me. <laughs> tried to convince me many times to play her. And I said, nope, I think I'm good. I think my ego will be bruised. (laughs) But I thought your ball would be better against her. (laughs) I really appreciate Rachel and Aaron discussing this tonight. I know this may sound kind of petty to some people, but if you play in a lot of playoff matches and it states, most likely your feelings have been heard. I know listening to them has been really beneficial for me because I've been left off teams or not played when I thought I should have been played. But realizing that this has happened to everyone is so helpful. Um, if you guys have any other advice for not getting your feelings hurt, please email tennis at yahoo.com. And we would appreciate if you check out our Facebook page at Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 